Welcome to the Heine House Gaming and Tech Podcast, a talk show centered around retro and modern gaming and technology. Perfect. The Heine House Gaming and Tech Podcast is available on Spotify, Winter. Apple, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Winter. To watch the video feed from this episode or join the community Discord, Get in there. visit HeineHouse.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hello. Welcome back to the Heine House Gaming and Tech Podcast. I'm your good friend, Jason Heine, hanging out with you. Thanks for spending your day, evening, night, morning with me today. I appreciate that greatly. Uh, This is a podcast where I talk about gaming, I talk about some tech, talk about some life stuff, we talk about whatever is on my mind. Uh, This is a, a, a great, great moment. We I try to spend about an hour with you, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little less, but we're right in there about an hour. We just hang out and talk about whatever's on the table, on the plate here. So thank you for spending your time with me today. Uh, Heinehouse.com is the website. I like to get that out of the way right up front just so that you know where to go in case you're new here. Maybe you want to learn more about me and what I have going on in this crazy life that we're living. Heinehouse.com. Find all my entertainment there live streaming on the weekends on Twitch, YouTube videos, music on Spotify, Apple, produce all kinds of content. I don't know. So every once in a while, I just feel like I needed to kind of like reintroduce myself, um, you know, because, you know, I know I have a lot of old school, long time friends listening. We go way back. We go way back. But uh, also, um, according to the, my stats anyway, it shows that there's a lot of new listeners from all over the world which is really fantastic. And I, I love seeing that. So yeah, I, you know, I'm obviously here, you know, <laughs> sitting uh, here in, in Arizona, the U S but I, I, there's so many amazing places in this world that I've never visited and maybe someday I will. And it's really cool to see listeners from different countries tuning in. So thank you for that. Um, I'm going to give a shout out of course to the, incredible people you see right here on your screen. Thank you, patrons. Yes. <laughs> if you enjoy the show at all and uh, you want to show some support for that, Patreon is the best way to do so. I have three tiers there you can join in. Is Even as, as much as just a dollar a month will get you on that ground floor. Thank you for that ground floor, main floor, and Gameloft tier. Patrons, Gameloft has it all. I give all my music behind the scenes, car vlogs, um, all kinds of cool stuff for you. So thank you so much, everyone. The show is completely supported by your support on Patreon. Thank you. And finally, before we get into the show, 503-908-5490 is the phone number. I take your voicemails. I'd love to talk with you. If you have anything you'd like to say or ask a question, 503-908-5490 is that. You can also record yourself on your computer or smartphone, whatever, and Email it over, live at gmail.com. We'll get it over here. So thanks again for tuning in. I have some random news before we talk about some gaming. I actually have a lot of gaming news, mostly gaming stuff today. Recently, I was having an issue, and I didn't really know it was an issue. Uh, I didn't really think about it uh, in terms of like an issue or a problem to solve. But whenever there's a problem, there's always something that will solve it, right? Well... I bought a Mr. Coffee mug warmer. All right. It's basically, I should have just brought it over. What the hell was I thinking? I should have just brought it over and showed it to you. 
it's it's basically a miniature Mr. Coffee pot, basically. You know, you know, and the cheap, you know, there's like 20, 30 bucks for the Mr. Coffee machines, right? Just brew coffee. And then that the glass container sits on a warmer. Well, what this is is basically just a small form factor. It's like the size of a, a coaster, right? It's like the size of this, a little bit bigger than this. And you just turn it on and you set your mug on it and it keeps your mug warm and your coffee warm while you're sitting there. And it's, it's honestly, it's a game changer. I love it. It's fantastic. Because here's what happens. I make a cup of coffee, right? And I go to my gaming PC. I sit down or we go into the game room, sit down and we drink, we're drinking our coffee, but I, I come back, I, you know, after a while we play maybe a long round of something or we're playing a wave-based game and you can't drink your coffee like constantly and you come back and it's cold, right? <laughs> what a problem to have, right? What a problem to have. Uh, you come back to it, it's cold. Well, not anymore. It's great. And honestly, the more you drink it too, the less coffee that's in there, the warmer it gets actually. So like towards the bottom when there's just a little bit left, that's like really, really hot. Well, not really hot. It's still warm enough to drink. It's not like scalding hot or anything. It just keeps it warm. It's it's brilliant. I love it. I can't believe I didn't buy this sooner, to be honest. This has been an issue forever. But uh, there was like 10 bucks on Amazon. Honestly, pff, great invention. Love it. I know. I know. Totally random. And I'm sorry for that, but whatever. Um, I want to I want to talk a little bit about, just slightly about health, ear health. And this is a great reminder for everyone because it's something that we don't really think about. And it's it's crazy how much that this affects your hearing. And I'm just, and I'm, don't worry, I'm not going to like gross you guys out or anything. I'm just saying, I recently had my ears cleaned at the doctor. Now, when's the last time you had your ears cleaned? Well, I hope a lot of you are like, oh, I do that every six months or I do it every year or I do it every two months or, you know, whatever. Well, let's just say it's been a little while for me. And I woke up one morning and my whole right ear was like plugged. And it like, I was like, oh my gosh, I know it's plugged and I can't hear it. I'm like pulling my ear. I'm trying to like, like, you know, massage it. And well, it took like an hour for it to finally like open up or like the wax to kind of move around and stuff. I know it's, it's sort of gross. I know, but this is, this is natural. All right. We have hairs in there, ear follicles. All right. And, and wax is a natural thing for ear. It's also used your body's natural uh, protection against loud noises. Um, if we, all, those of us who wear headphones a lot, um, we, you can have a buildup of earwax. Uh, people who wear earbuds and keep them very close to your eardrums. You know, if you listen to loud music, if you go to a lot of nightclubs, uh, we don't so much anymore right now, but you know, uh, in the future or even in the past, you go to nightclubs, it's very loud. Your ears produce, you know, wax to help try to protect that and sort of uh, cover uh, from loud noise. So it's a natural thing. So that's kind of just a short, and again, I'm no ENT. I'm no ear, nose, and throat doctor. So don't take anything I say as uh, the word, but this is just what I know on a very basic level. So as it was plugged, I was like, well, I better go in and get this, you know, taken care of. I knew I just needed to get them cleaned out. And and I went in and and I did, you know, I got it cleaned out. It was great. They just put a little, they just have this little plastic like syringe thing and they fill it up with water and hydrogen peroxide and you know they go in there and they spray it in and they they clean it out and it was fantastic and it's crazy because you don't I, I've always had very sensitive hearing always and I think that's why I really enjoy mixing and I enjoy audio and music and I love listening to things I've just always had a very overly sensitive um hearing like I can hear stuff like 
whispers and like weird stuff. And I don't know. I've always had this weird, I don't know. I'm through and through and I'm an audio nerd for sure. Um, so with that though, after having them clean, like the, um, I can hear basically from, <laughs> I'm not going to break it down on like, you know, the, the frequency scale, but it's definitely up there. Like I can hear a very well, like, you know, eight to 12 K, you know, the treble, I can really hear the treble whole, a uh, whole lot better. All the high end, even like small stuff. You wouldn't really notice like, like when you get in and out of like your car or a seat and you sit down and like the fabric rubbing on your skin or even like the scratching, like the sounds of scratching, it's so amplified now. And so, yeah, yeah, man, it's, it's, it definitely was, was good to have that done. I think everyone should go in and, you know, I really think you should have it. It's, it's super easy. It doesn't hurt. It just, it just feels kind of weird because they're putting water in your ear and it's kind of unnatural, you know, doesn't, you know, not like anyone likes it. But it's definitely good for your health, and I think you should, for your health, <laughs> I think you should definitely do it. I did, and it was great. I know, totally random. Um, and before we just jump into gaming news and talk about some cool stuff, I just put on here, like, as a reminder for me to to pause for the cause and just say thank you again for listening. Thank you for being here. I know, I know your time is extremely valuable, extremely valuable. And I know that. And the fact that you're giving your time to me means so much to me. It really does. I, I love sitting here and just talking with you. And even though we're not like face to face, I, I still, I do this because I do feel a connection, you know, with everyone. And I know that sounds weird and everything, but I've been podcasting for almost actually, no, no, here we go. Uh, 11 years. You know, this is my 11th year. And I've do I've done it so long that I I just feel connected. Um, and when people get in Discord and they type or like new people show like we've had some new people show up in Discord recently this week and they're like hey you know listen to the podcast and figured I'd join and one one guy one guy joined just recently said hey you know I broke up with my girlfriend I'm kind of depressed I'm kind of low you like um, I just wanted to join uh, I'm joining Discords of people that I like and I wanted to join yours you know so join the Heine house. Like, Hey, that's, that's awesome. You know? And, and, um, you know, it's cool. Like we're all there for you. You know, we can chat with you. We can don't have to put it on blast and in, in the public, but you know, you can send me a DM. We can chat and stuff like that. It just means a lot. It really does. So again, just thank you for your time. Thank you for, for listening. And I hope you get some enjoyment out of it. I definitely get some enjoyment out of it. And it's honestly, it's, it's for me and for you. You know what I mean? So I'm not just doing it to do it, you know, like Heine House is a business, but like, this is fun for me and very enjoyable. And I learn a lot and I get to meet new people and that means everything. Thank you. How about we do the transition and get into some gaming news? What do you think? This part of the podcast, gaming news brought to you by your favorite mixer that has tape on the bottom with a bunch of different things written on it, like kick drum and guitar. How about that? Very cool. <laughs> the used mixer at the pawn shop. <laughs> um, so I'm going to jump in and talk about Mario Party Online. This hit last week. Huge news. Huge news. Nintendo just stealth launched Mario, Super Mario Party, the game they released three years ago. All right. Super Mario Party. I think this is the 11th one in the series. Is it? This is Mario Party 9, Mario Party 10. So this is what, 11? So it's called Super Mario Party, though, not Mario Party 11. But anyway, 
They released it three years ago. It's it's a great game. In fact, I love it. It's wonderful. But then they just last week stealth released a free update to be online. What? What? Get some help. Wait, no, that's not it. Get some help. There it is. So very interesting and uh, was very excited. And we, I, I was like, we're doing this this weekend. So I set a time, got my brother, CJ, he called up. He was like, bro, we have to stream this. Okay, cool. We'll have you over. Steph, me, you, we'll play. We'll get someone else online and we'll play. I set out the bat signal and my good friend, Holly in Canada, she wrote in a dog in my lens, longtime friend, uh, wanted to play along. It was great because we just needed one person for it. So it worked out great. So we set everything up. I got everything going. We sat down and we, we went into connect and play and, I, I think I forgot that Nintendo in their online... No, I didn't forget. I know Nintendo in their online stuff is so finicky and wonky and and backwards and just not right yet. I know that. Because when you try to play Mario Kart, it works the same way as this. But I forgot about that. I was under the impression... No, no please. I'm, I don't want to try to rant, but I'm kind of going to rant a little bit on this because it's so upsetting to me that here we are in 2021 playing on the Nintendo Switch, one of the most successful consoles, a great console, and we're still dealing with these, these completely ridiculous, bogus, ass-backwards elementary way of connecting and playing online. Nintendo, what? Why? Why do you do this? Here's the problem. I'm thinking, okay, we have three people here on the couch. Us three will play locally and we'll connect with one person online and we'll play. Guess what? You can't do that. You cannot do that. Here are your options. You either can do one or two people locally and one or two people online on the same console. So that means only two consoles with two people can connect and play. That's option one. Okay. So you have to have two people with, you have three can't do it. Well, what if you have, what if you have one person, what if you have brother and sister on one console and you want to play with your friend, John with one console and you want to play with your friend Becky at another console. That's three consoles, right? Two at one house, one at the other, one at the other. That would be four people to play. That makes sense, doesn't it? Can we do that in Call of Duty? Can we do that in most online games? Sure can. Cannot do that with a Switch. Can't do it. It's ridiculous. So we're sitting here, we spend an hour, an hour trying to figure out how to connect. And I was thinking, oh, there's got to be something wrong with the network or something. No, you just cannot do it. It works the same way as Mario Kart. Up to only two people per console can play online. It's ridiculous. And I was under the impression, like, because it has four people, right? I was thinking, oh, well, four, you just mix and match. Because it's not like it's crazy, like, online, like, it's slow gameplay, you know? There's nothing crazy. No, can't do it. So... That's really upsetting. And here we are. They're like, oh, we got it online. And they did. But did they? Did they, though? It's so... Ah, I know. I'm going to shut up about it. It's just one of those things, man, where it's like, I get so upset. It's like, it's like, you know what it is? You know what? I, 
You know what I feel like? I feel like it's it's me dealing with my best friend who's an idiot. That's how I feel. Like I I love you. You're you're awesome, but you're just such an idiot. You know? That's just how I feel. I just hope they get it together. That's good. They're not. That's the way it's going to be. But you know, I really feel I really feel that Nintendo would have benefited years ago from having some sort of online ecosystem like Xbox Live or even PlayStation Network and it's and it's very elementary state back in the day. But even still having a party system. No, I'm not I'm not talking about having an app on your phone where you do the voice chat and this and that. No, I'm talking about an all-inclusive online ecosystem. I'm not the only one who feels this way. Like, come on, get it together. Let's do this. Listen, I know you took away Swap Note on DS because everyone was drawing pictures of, of penises and sending them. I know that. I know people were writing swear words and sending them to friends. Okay, I know that. Welcome to the internet. Okay, welcome. And I know, I know you cater a lot towards kids. And I know it's kind of like treading on a slippery slope here when it comes to that. But have you ever heard of parental controls? You have parental controls. You have since the Nintendo Wii. You've put in parental controls since the Wii. You can do this. I mean, I don't know, man. I just feel like there's like don't punish and don't create such a, a a bad experience for the masses when you're dealing with just a small group of of issues. I don't know. That's just me. That's just me. Hey, it's a it's a heated topic. It's a big topic. Have you played Mario Super Mario Party online? How did you feel it went? Honestly, it went pretty good. We had minimal lag. Because, you know, we're obviously in Arizona, way down here in the southwest, and Holly's way up north. And so, like, I know, and it's peer-to-peer, I get it. But the, the, connect, the connection was pretty good. It was pretty good. We lost connection on turn 16 out of 20. It ended. And as much as I would love to just rant and blame Nintendo for it, and other people have had issues, it actually wasn't their fault. It was our fault. My brother's Switch died mid-game there. And I had it plugged in to the USB and everything, but it wasn't charging for whatever reason. I don't know. On the dock, do both of those USB provide power? I think they do, right? So I don't know. Maybe not. So it died and we lost connection and that was the end of the end of the deal there. But hey, nevertheless, I reported about this not too long ago, like maybe a month or two ago, and the Nintendo was updating their servers for online play. This is kind of a guinea pig for that. It's very exciting and I'm happy to see this even though it's maddening to me, my best friend, the idiot, I, I feel that we may have a, a great future of maybe other games featuring online play that didn't in the past. Could be cool. Did you guys hear about this? Queen Elizabeth II's 24 karat gold Nintendo Wii is up for sale. Wait, why did Queen Elizabeth have a 24 karat gold plated Nintendo Wii? That's the big question we have here. Well, if you have 300,000. <laughs> 300,000 to drop on this 24 karat gold plated Nintendo Wii, then you are in luck. It went up for sale on eBay and it's got a fittingly bizarre backstory. In 2009, here's a quick story about this. In 2009, publisher THQ, oh boy, good old toy headquarters commissioned the creation of a golden Nintendo Wii and had it delivered to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II at Buckingham Palace as part of a marketing stunt meant to promote its latest title, Big Family Games. You couldn't have picked a, a more terrible game. You'd assume the Queen never touched the console, but 
as outlined in a hilarious episode of People Make Games. Her Majesty reportedly has an affinity for wee bowling, so we can't entirely rule out the possibility of her taking the 24-karat gold console for a spin. You're damn right she loves bowling. I'm telling you, Wii Sports is the absolute best game on Wii. The greatest tech demo ever, hands down. The golden console eventually found its way into the hands of collector Donnie Fillerup. He's now putting parts of his collection up for sale. And the headline item here is unsurprisingly um, the Taurus 24 karat gold plated Wii, which he has listed on eBay for $300,000. Although you are going to need to pay for shipping on that. <laughs> I just checked eBay uh, before doing this podcast, before reading this article, and it is still up for sale. No buyers yet. It's a buy it now, 300000 and you pay for shipping. I can understand. I mean, no, I think you should include shipping on that. But you have to understand, though, too, depending on where it's going and who's buying it, you know, what country it's going to, there's going to be a lot of legalities with that. So, yeah, I can imagine it costs, I mean, I can imagine it costing three, four, five hundred dollars uh, to uh, to ship something of that nature uh, securely uh, with proper security, proper insurance, you know, that type of thing. I mean, at that point, you might as well just hop a plane and fly it out yourself. I mean, geez, I probably would at that point, or not. I have no idea, but uh, I actually have a picture of it here, so you can you can see it. I know everyone's probably wanting to see it. Check this out. Okay, yeah, that is uh, that is definitely not my iPad. Definitely not. Let's see if we can get this going on here. Yeah, there it is. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, gosh, that's not it either. Hold on. Let me get this squared away. I just, you know, don't update your software if you don't need to. I just updated my screen mirroring software, and it's all buggy now. Just another day in paradise. Okay, there it is. Check that out. Very interesting. It looks used. I mean, the Wii Remote is used. It's It's got some scratches on it. It's got some fading on the side there. And then I saw another picture of it on, on the back. It's definitely worn a bit here and there. So, I mean, it's no doubt about it. It was used. I don't know if it was used specifically by the queen, but I mean, it was in her possession. So, I don't know. Kids running wild and they're playing Wii Sports on a 24-karat gold-plated Wii. I don't know. Is it worth 300000 It's worth whatever someone's going to pay for it, right? That's the deal. Cool stuff. Uh, there's a really cool article here. I want to, I want to read this um, because I love, I love reading about this stuff after the fact. You know, I love learning about things that happened back in the day and like rediscovering them recently or like maybe little articles in Nintendo Power or GamePro or IGN or, or um, uh, EGM rather. Um, there's always fun, interesting tidbits that can be found. And that, you know, that's why I've kept all my magazines. I have a whole bunch of magazines. Maybe someday when we move into the new house, we'll, uh, we'll get them out and show them and display them and it'll be, be proper like, but finding this stuff is really, really cool. An article about N64's classic GoldenEye 007. And we've talked about GoldenEye quite a bit here. It's a wonderful game. Most of us here, we love it. But originally it was planned to be for the Super Nintendo console. This makes sense. In fact, there were several games uh, for the Nintendo 64 that came out like Star Fox and even in GoldenEye, but they began their life as a Super Nintendo project, but then 
during that, eh, I would say between 94, 95, 96, those years, that gap of window, games were then shifted into uh, development for N64 because of Nintendo's new console. That makes sense, of course. They want to put their their AAA uh, big budget games on the new console. That makes complete sense. So this is one of them, actually. I didn't know this about GoldenEye, so I, I found it very fascinating. Uh, the way it turned out, GoldenEye 007 was released for Nintendo 64 in 97, almost two years from the release of the James Bond film of the same name. Even in 19, even in the 1990s, oh, hey, Bob. Hey, buddy. And little Bob's coming here. Let's see if he wants to come say hi. Bob, you want to come up? Oh, that's really cute. He came over to say hi. He was happy to see me. That's really sweet. Dogs are very sweet. Some are anyway. <laughs> um, even in the 90s, tie-in games for movies were typically released close to the film's theatrical run. However, the Nintendo 64 wasn't even out. Uh-oh. What's my computer doing? It's telling me. See, this is why Windows is fucked. Stop doing this. What's it doing? It's making changes. Let's stop doing that. Okay. Sorry about that. Distractions, other distractions here. Um, okay, so typically, games with movie tie-ins are usually released very close to their theatrical release. That makes sense. Um, so it seems kind of odd when you think about it that GoldenEye was released, well, a solid two years after the movie was released, way even out of theaters. You're like, what? We don't really, you know, like we knew about the movie and it was there and we all saw the movie in the theater and stuff. And a game came out. We're like, oh, great. It's amazing. It's classic. In fact, it's one of the greatest, most cult classic. It's, it's sold more than Ocarina of Time. In fact, it's a very popular game for N64. You don't really think about, well, why is this game coming out? Like, why is this here? We do now, but back then we didn't really think about it. It was still kind of sort of new. But according to a Nintendo Power article uh, that was released back in the 90s, it was rediscovered in 2016. Rare co-founder Tim Stamper went to the set of GoldenEye during the film's production in order to research the locations, props, gadgets, and fancy cars to be featured in Pierce Brosnan's first outing as Bond. It's such a brilliant film, isn't it? I love it. Uh, the article states, Stamper's interest in making the Super Nintendo version of GoldenEye as realistic and true to the movie as possible. At the time Stamper visited the set, GoldenEye was going to be a 2D platformer, much like Rare's Donkey Kong Country. Very interesting. To make the game look as realistic as 90s standards would allow, the initial intent was to pre-render the graphics for the Super Nintendo, just like they did with Donkey Kong Country, Killer Instinct, of that nature. Uh, GoldenEye, like Donkey Kong Country, will be fully rendered, this is the quote, will be fully rendered, and that uses the same a ACM advanced computer modeling techniques. End quote. However, the GoldenEye project director at Rare, Martin Hollis, suggested the team pivot and turn the game into a 3D shooter for the upcoming N64. Work on making GoldenEye for an N64 title began so far ahead of the console's release that Rare didn't even have a Nintendo 64 dev kit to work with the start, they used, uh, uh, they put in the article, I didn't want to put all of it in, but they, the computer they were using, they actually had to even scale it back a little bit with its performance to try to simulate roughly what an N64's uh, hardware, CPU, GPU, that type of thing, RAM, all that sort of thing would, would be like. And then when the game came out, they in fact had to make some tweaks to it. They got their dev kit. They made some tweaks to it. They added multiplayer. And I think it was like a month's worth of time of work. They added that last minute and then shipped the game. Unreal. You probably can't read this article, but this is the, this is a screen grab from the page 
of the Nintendo Power article where it says all this in here. It's very, very fascinating. You can see the whole team out here. You can see Piers Brosnan here. They're going out to the set. There's Tim Stamper there. Uh, very, very cool. Very, very cool. There's the <laughs> the SGI most powerful computer and the ultimate graphics processor will be given the task of rendering the scenes and characters in GoldenEye. Like Donkey Kong Country, GoldenEye will make use of ACM advanced computer modeling techniques throughout the game. Look at that. And there's some great, there's some great articles and great interviews online with Tim Stamper and the entire Rare team from back in the day talking about this sort of thing. You should really look them up. It's really, really quite awesome to, uh, to learn about that stuff. Very cool. Um, here's an interesting, here's an interesting article. A little take on privacy. This is kind of a nice little, we talk about privacy a lot and, uh, you know, security and, and hacks and things like that going on. But this is an interesting article. So Riot Games, they're going to start recording your voice chat when you're playing the game, when you're in combat, in Valorant. They're looking for toxic behavior. How do you feel about this? Here's the article. Riot Games is updating its privacy notice. They may have already done it. I'm not sure. I don't have Valorant installed on my computer, so I don't know. Updating its privacy notice to inform players that across all of its games, it will be using new tools in order to reduce toxicity. The first game to use these abilities, which will record in-game voice chat when a report is filed, is the tactical shooter Valorant. The studio will store audio data for use when players report those engaging in abusive or disruptive behavior. The data is then scrubbed through to see if anything violates Riot Games' terms of service or other policies. It will be made, it will be made available to the violating player if an infringement occurred and deleted after it is no longer needed. <laughs> Super vague. Data will also be deleted if the recording contains no disruptive behavior. Riot said the new voice modernization, moderation, I'm sorry, let me get my word straight. You know, my mouth doesn't really work in the morning after I worked a 12-hour shift, so I apologize. Uh, the new moderation tools don't involve actively listening to live in-game audio. Mm -hmm. Studio clarified that it will only listen to audio once a report has been filed. For now, the system will be beta tested in North America before expanding elsewhere around the world. Those concerned about their privacy can always use third-party voice apps like Discord. Yeah, of course. This is another example of AI, artificial intelligence, and bot-type activity listening to voice and doing a voice-to-text conversion, which is, as we know, if anyone has any smart devices in their house smartphone, smart Amazon products, smart Google Play products. I don't want to say any of it because I don't want to trigger all of your devices, but those specifically, this they're actually, it's kind of two different things. It's kind of, well, sort of, I don't know. This is another slippery slope, but you know, this, this is interesting. So what they're saying, so I was sitting here wondering like, wait, no, they have to be recording all the time. And then once they, hear a word or whatnot, then they're going to like, how are they not always recording what they said on here? Take it for what it is. This is what they said that they will only begin recording once an infringement has been filed. So 
For instance, if you and I are playing Valorant and I'm in, and by the way, who the hell uses their in-game chat anyway? Come on now. People aren't doing that. People aren't using that. This isn't 2003. We're not, we're not trying to use Steam chat for that, okay? If you and I are playing Valorant and we're using the in-game chat, I mean, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people do. I guess this is becoming a real thing. And let's just say I call you a dirty name or I am being um, uh, abusive in chat and you file a complaint against me to, um, to Riot Games. Once that infringement is filed, once they get wind of that, then, then at that point they will begin recording and documenting. Doesn't say how long, doesn't say what. I mean, it's very, very vague. And then they say it will be deleted when it's no longer needed. No longer needed? Is that really the terms that they're going to use on there? They don't give an X amount of days? That's super vague. Well, they can say, oh, we needed it forever. Simple. What do you, th what do you think about this? I, listen, I, I do not approve of any toxic behavior um, I think the worst, the wor really the worst thing I've ever done in online gaming is tricking people. Now this is an old PC trick. We used to do this all the time. I still do it. Even recently people, people on Twitch when they're laughing and then now they're telling me that uh, I should alt F4 and do this. I, sometimes people are, <laughs> they come in and they're on like, Hey, I need help with this. Like my game, how do I get my game to work? Or how do I get my mouse to do this? Or, hey, what button, the big one is this. Hey, what button do I use? What is the use key in this game? And sometimes people are kind of new to PC gaming. And everyone, listen, it's like a, it's like a rite of passage, okay? It's just, it's like, it's like if you're going to join the PC, you know, gaming community here, you have to, you have to get hit with this once, right? This isn't, this doesn't do anything. This isn't like, you know, the most horrible thing in the world. But what you do is you just tell them, hey, you know, it's it's Alt F4. That's that's how you do it. Alt F4. Hold Alt and press F4. Alt F4 is the close command to whatever app is currently uh, in focus. And it usually quits the game and <laughs> sends you back to your desktop. All right. So that's the worst thing I've ever done when it comes to like gaming. I don't I don't agree with being toxic or derogatory or racist or any of that. You just don't do that. You know what I mean? Just just don't don't do that. So I don't agree with with being that way, but also it's very interesting. I mean, I guess if it helps cut down on people being that way, I mean, ah, oh, man. I guess it's okay because if if you're if you file a complaint against somebody and then they record that audio and find that this person is continuously being derogatory and toxic, then 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 there's proof and probably something yeah, something should be done about that. I mean, yeah, for sure, it should be done about that. I'm just trying to like process it in my head. I just, because, you know, we have privacy and all this stuff, but I guess, eh, boy, yeah, I'm kind of struggling with that one. But just because it's so vague of like their terms and stuff, because because you can falsely accuse somebody, right? You can falsely accuse somebody. And then and then what? Then they're recording your audio forever. So I don't know. We have a weird stuff. This is a slippery slope. You know, YouTube has been doing this for years. We don't talk about it a whole lot. We have recently in the last couple of years because of DMCA stuff, but YouTube has been doing this for years. They use audio magic and it's with music, with with identifying copyright infringement in music. I've dealt with this firsthand. First hand. You guys know, I recently, uh, two months ago, I recently had one of my own songs, an original, 
an original song I produced with my own hands and my own gear and recorded on my own computer and my own DAW and, and released by my own means into the digital world was flagged as a 1987 song from Azure or whatever the, whatever the band is, some, some UK 80s band. What? What? So take it for what it is. It's not always right. This is why I kind of go back and forth with stuff. Interesting stuff. Hey, moving on. How about Star Wars Day? Start May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. It's coming around. Uh, actually, by the time you hear this, it will be either happening or the day had just passed. Uh, but it's this week. And usually these games, this is a great time to pick up Star Wars games. Always. You know, like, um, like how Black Friday is a great day to buy a TV. They should just rename it to buy a TV. It's on sale today, day. That's what I think anyway. But may the 4th be with you. Numerous retailers have kicked off Star Wars Day. Promotions and games including um, Gang, Game Stonk, Xbox Store, PSN, Steam, Nintendo eShop, and even Epic Game Store has a bunch of sales. You can save big on even the newer Star Wars games. Usually it's reserved for the older ones. But even the, the, new, um, the new games have sales as well. Um, I actually just took a screen grab of this because it's... Uh, it's a pretty big list. I'm going to go ape shit on this freaking dude. What? I can't even, I can't even stream my iPad. See, I updated it and now it wants to time out. This is ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. I'm honestly starting to get triggered with this shit. I, I, I'm honestly, so here, here's what's happening. All right. Now I'm going to fucking rant. Now you're going to piss me off. Here's what's happening. They're like, hey, update. I've had no problems with this A PowerSoft um, screen mirroring app. I've used it for three years. No problems whatsoever. It's great. Now they're like, hey, a new update's going to fix some bugs, fix some things. You can stream your, you can mirror now uh, video feeds and do all these other things. Great. I'll update it. I updated it real quick right before the show, right before the show, updated it. And now look what happens. Now look what happens. They, for one, for one, they added their watermark, which is fine. Okay. That's okay. I just kind of cropped it out, whatever. But they're adding a timeout timer now. Why? You Because they want me to pay for the full version. Like, can I just pay for the light version? Now, the light version will do it, but it's going to time out after a certain time. Or maybe it's the free version. I don't know. It's just frustrating that this happens. Because I go back and come, I go back and forth, and then it's gone. I have to redo it. It's just like, come on, man. I'm trying to do something here. I guess I have to just purchase the full version. That's what they want. I guess I should anyway, right? I should anyway. I've used their software for three years. It's been working fine. I probably should. Maybe I should stop bitching about it and just buy it. Support them. See? See how I just see how I just fixed the problem? I, I bitched about it. I ranted. I realized that actually I should probably just step up and buy it, and I'm going to do it. Okay, cool. Solved it. Now that is how you You know, the best kind of questions are the ones you can just answer yourself, right? I love, I love, I love when people are like, hey, I have a question for you. Do you think... Oh, actually, never mind. No, 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 I'll just do this. Never mind. That's great. I always laugh. I'm the same way. That was a great one. Check out these games, though. Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, 20 bucks. Pretty good. Squadrons, what, 20 bucks? Holy shisa. That's pretty good. Look at these. Bounty Hunter, Jedi Starfighter, five bucks. Episode Racer, one great game, nine bucks. Worth that. Uh, Force Awakens, five bucks. That's on PlayStation. We've got Xbox here. Same kind of deal. Nintendo Switch, Episode 1 Racers, $7.50. It's pretty good Star Wars Pinball. Why is that still 18 bucks? Holy moly. 
Holy moly. How about Star Wars games on PC? Look at them all. Tons of them. Now, there's a ton of these here. Battlefront, five bucks. Star Wars Complete Edition. It's normally 300 bucks. It's on sale for 76 bucks. The Complete Collection. That's actually, that's, that's pretty good. Republic Commando, 350. Great game. Great game. Yeah, awesome stuff. Very, very cool to see that. Hey, may the fourth be with you. Uh, speaking of sales, actually, some of Nintendo, well, there's like only a small handful of them, but some of Nintendo's Switch games are on sale for 20 bucks off right now. And I'm just quickly going to mention this because it doesn't usually happen very often. Nintendo usually doesn't discount their games that much, especially their first party or their $60, $50 games. So this is kind of interesting to see. So I want to just make a quick mention. You can pick up um, these games either digitally at GameStonks and Amazon. You can get them digital. Or if you want to get the physical, let's get physical. Better be aware of the copyrights. Whoops. Uh, physical at Target, at Target. Super Mario Odyssey, 40 bucks. Fire Emblem, Three Houses, 40 bucks. And the new Pokemon Snap is already, it's 10 bucks off, 50 bucks. I know, I know, it's not like a huge deal, but like they never discount their games. Never, ever. So I find that really, really fascinating. Um, yeah, I I don't even know if I want to do the transition because I only have like one tech article. I don't know. Other stuff's kind of tech related, but there was some other stuff in there. Whatever. Uh, here's something about Verizon. Verizon sells AOL and Yahoo for about half of what it paid for it. <sighs> for fuck's sake. They purchased, it was purchased by the owner of the Venetian Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. I've stayed at the Venetian, a very nice place. I love the Venetian because you go, like you're in the hotel, right? And then you go down underground and this like, in you basically go to Italy. Like it becomes Italy. They have um, this like amazing, like huge mall down there. They have the gondolas and everything and people are, are there. It's this big like shopping center and, you know, obviously a casino, but like you feel like you're almost in Disneyland. Like it, it's just like made up world, but it's so like authentic. It's crazy. Anyway, if you ever get a chance to go to Venetian, definitely check it out. I, I really do like that hotel. I also really love the fact that a lot of those hotels connect underground and you can just go from hotel to hotel underground. It's really kind of neat. I, I like it a lot. Fascinating. Um, okay, so Verizon has sold AOL and Yahoo properties uh, to Apollo Global Management in a deal said to be worth $5 billion with a B. About half of the nearly $9 billion Verizon originally paid for, their, for the pair. Verizon will maintain a 10% stake in the company now known as Yahoo. The deal, which includes Verizon's Ad tech business was heavily rumored over the last few weeks and will be subject to closing conditions. Once complete, it will bring an end to Verizon's troubled experiment with media production and advertising. Apollo is a private equity firm that owns the Venetian Resort in Las Vegas and also the arts and craft retailer Michaels. I didn't know that. Quote, we are thrilled to help unlock the tremendous potential of Yahoo and its unparalleled collection of brands, said Apollo partner Reed Raymond. Quote, we have enormous respect and admiration for the great work and progress that the entire organization has made over the last several years, and we look forward to working with Guru, 
his talented team and our partners at Verizon to accelerate Yahoo's growth in the next chapter. That's what they say. Here's a little backstory on, on this here, a few paragraphs of this. Verizon originally paid $4.4 billion for AOL in 2005, a risky move, wouldn't you say? And another $4.5 billion for Yahoo two years later. The media divisions, which included properties like Yahoo Sports, TechCrunch, and Engadget, were consolidated under the absurdly named Oath, O-A-T-H, Oath, later renamed Verizon Media Group in 2018 after Verizon admitted defeat and wrote off about half of its value. In 2019, Verizon sold Tumblr, if you remember that, that happened recently, for an undisclosed sum, but it was thought to be somewhere less than maybe in a three or so million range, just pennies compared to the $1.1 billion Yahoo paid for the blogging platform in 2013. $1.1 billion they paid for it. Sold it for $3 million. Wow. Last year, Verizon unloaded Huffington HuffPost to BuzzFeed, a property AOL paid $315 million for in 2011. That resulted in a $119 million charge to its quarterly earnings, primarily related to the disposition of the HuffPost business. Back in the day, remember... AOL was how people connect to the internet and Yahoo was its front page more than likely, or it was just AOL at their peak. AOL had a market cap of more than 200 billion and Yahoo with more than 125 billion. This article came from the verge. I want to give them credit for that. It's crazy, crazy to look back and think about, Oh, how the mighty King has fallen. I still remember AOL very vividly, in fact, and they are not kidding. They're right. AOL was how we connected to the internet by their very smart, very aggressive blast advertising campaigns that they would do across all print media. I swear, I think I remember my mom subscribed to Better Homes and Gardens throughout a, a good portion of of the early 90s, for sure. I remember it clearly. I was also getting Nintendo Powers and stuff, and so they would come at the same time. But I I actually, I, man, I swear I remember. I remember her opening up a Better Homes and Garden, and inside on, like, the cover, there was an America Online startup disc or starter pack. Get 300 free minutes when you sign up with this disc. I mean... You understand, there's great documentaries about AOL as well. You should go on YouTube and watch them. There's really, really great stuff about their the amount of money they paid for their advertising and how they wanted to get in every single household. And my God, they did it. They really did it. How many people do you know back in the day that was on that were on AOL? That's how they connected the internet. That is how we did it. Sure, I had a, I had only one friend, one friend that was on CompuServe. It, he was on CompuServe and they used Netscape. <laughs> That's it, dude. That's it. The rest of us, we were on 14.4 uh, dial-up modems and we were dialing into America Online. And I remember it, man. I remember it. I remember, and we. I, I swear, I, I always come back around for this conversation. And it's it's so strong and vivid, but I remember. I Even those crazy, seedy, like, sketchy sex chat rooms, man. You go on in there, like... You know, they would say on there, like the the, the 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 dating, there was like dating sites or like, it was like 
male for male, male for female. Like there was different rooms and we'd go in there and people were, dude, there was honestly, man, it was a very early, early um, take on what the internet was going to be, <laughs> what it was going to be like. That was an indication. Crazy times. So if you think about it, I mean, unless some sort of miracle happens or I don't know, man, if they're going to revive AOL and, um, and Yahoo, who knows what's going to happen. But I, I want to say, I will say one thing. What would be really, really cool is if they brought back AOL or brought back AIM. That's the America Online Instant Messenger. That would be really, really cool. And almost, I feel like it could probably be somewhat successful if it was good. And not like, not necessarily cater towards all of us old farts who grew up, you know, in the early days of the internet. That could be part of it, maybe with some marketing or maybe some, you know, overlays and maybe, maybe the look and feel. But it's going to have to have some modern things on it. It's going to have to have some sort of, some sort of like Discordy, like Snapchatty, like Instagram, like that's some sort of social media, like newish features and integration. I don't know. What do you think about that? All this stuff is very fascinating, don't you think? Very, very fascinating. And I love I love reminiscing about it and talking about it and thinking about those early, early days that we had on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff. That's all the articles I really have uh, for today. And we don't have any voicemails this week, so kind of a light week. But I really appreciate your time hanging out with me. Uh, feel free to give me a call. If any of this stuff is you know jogging the mind, you want to talk about it, you want to, um, you know, go into a conversation with me about it. 503-908-5490. I would love to hear from you. Give me a call. It goes right to my voicemail. Just leave a message. I'll, I'll play it on the show. We'll get you in. Or just record yourself and email it over. 503, or actually that's, that's the phone number of the email. Live, H-E-I-N-E. Live at gmail.com. Would love to, to hear from you. And give me a review on the, uh, your podcast app if you would. I think Apple... Podcasts are the only ones that really do reviews properly. Is it? Does Spotify do them yet? Or Pocket Cast, do they do them yet? I think it's really just Apple. So if you listen on Apple devices or, or let me know if, if there's a, a podcast app you use and you can leave a review, let me know because I know it's expanding. So, and uh, I, hey, great news. If you listen, I, hey, Pandora does podcasts as well. And I got an email. It was last month. I forgot to mention it, uh, but they accepted my podcast into the ecosystem on Pandora too. So if you're a Pandora user, Hey, awesome. Uh, hopefully uh, we get some more discoverability in there too. So that's great. Great, great news. Uh, the only other thing I really want to mention is that I just want to say it's, it's coming up uh, with our new house that Steph and I bought. I am uh, preparing to, I mean, we've been you can't see, but I'm surrounded by boxes and shit everywhere because we're packing. Um, eventually here, probably in the next, I'm going to say maybe month, I'm going to break down everything and I'm going to be out of uh, content creation for probably quite some time. Um, that's only because I'm, we're preparing for our move. It's really just me and her and my brother that's going to be helping us move. We're going to be taking our time and I don't want to have um, a huge... Um, rush and dash to like move in like a day or two. We're taking our time. We're pacing ourselves. I don't want to have any medical issues. I don't want to be breaking any legs. I don't want to have any issues. So we're taking our time and I'll be breaking down the computer and the studio and the podcast station, packing up all the games and setting up in the new place in the future. But I will be out for a while. I'm, I'm expecting 
easily a month, maybe two. Um, I hope not that long, but uh, it's definitely going to be a little bit. So I just want to let you guys know ahead of time that's coming up. Uh, and I appreciate you all sticking through with me on that. I will be moving and migrating into doing more uh, live stuff on the phone, maybe YouTube live, um, and even doing just crazy videos from there while I'm down. Maybe I'll even just do some random podcasts. I know I know, um, I can record podcasts on the phone. I don't know. I have, I have trouble with that because I love the sound quality that I have here. And I know it's either like do the show and it doesn't sound really great or just, I don't know. I'll just do the show. What the hell? Who cares? You know, you know, if it sounds like I'm talking into a phone, then that, that, so what? That is what it is. But anyway, just want to let you know that's what's coming up in the future. Um, I think that's all I have for today. I'm really excited uh, for the future. I'm excited for uh, things to come and I'm appreciative of you and your time that you gave to me today. Thanks for hanging out. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I look forward to seeing you on the next show next week. All right. Take care. Bye now.